You're listening to Simple Ritz Radio, and today we're breaking the calorie myth and learning what really matters when we look at food. Welcome to Simple Roots Radio with Alexa Schirm. Alexa believes that simplicity in life is the key to achieving true and lasting health. A nutritionist by trade, Alexa has rebelled against common misconceptions about nutrition and has created a realistic health style that will allow you to live a healthy, satisfied, and more simplistic life. It's raw, it's real, it's unfiltered. It's Simple Roots Radio. And now your host, Alexa Schirm. Welcome back to this podcast. I'm your host, Alexa. And as always, I just wanted to remind you that this show is dedicated to simplifying your health, allowing you to live with more purpose, more joy, and ultimately achieve the lasting health you've been looking for. To bridge the gap between doing it all and doing nothing into a happy medium that is realistic and attainable for you. Last week on the podcast, we took a deep dive into healing from mold and other illnesses And the one critical thing we all need to be doing for health, whether that is prevention or healing. Today's podcast goes right along with that as we dive into why calories don't matter, what food and lifestyle are really doing in our body, and the importance of the right emotions and mindset. Today, we're talking with expert Robin Openshaw, most famously known as a leader in the green smoothie revolution over at greensmoothiegirl.com. I'm going to ask her about her story, but I know she had a major weight loss transformation of her own years ago, being more than 70 pounds overweight and living with over 20 diagnosed chronic health problems. She definitely had a wake-up call, and she was going to share that, as well as break down her latest book, Vibe, The Power of Vibrational Frequencies. I do want to warn you, this show can seem a little woo-woo. Trust me, I'm anything but that. Of course, believing that health first and foremost stems from the base of having a strong faith in Jesus, that at the core, this is our resting place. But I do want you to know that the vibrational frequency is being measured all around us and has been for years. Think lights and sound. Now we're just getting into quantum biology. That's also known as quantum physics. However, they've more recently created a new study called quantum biology, which is studying the frequencies of the body. So today we're going to talk with Robin about quantum biology. However, it will not be that scientific. Trust me. Don't worry. So not only will we break down vibrational frequencies and what that means for the food and the thoughts and emotions that we have, but also how they're already using vibrational frequencies in traditional medicine. And I think in the end, this show is pretty fascinating. But before we get started, I also wanted to remind you that last week we talked in depth about detoxification and today we do the same. There is power in providing the right environment for your body to function and heal in a natural, real foods way. So a real foods cleanse could be just what you need. If you've never done one or tried a thousand different detox diets, I want to challenge you to look into my course, The Simple Cleanse. Loaded with over 100 real foods recipes and the Lifestyle Foundation, this 28-day program can revitalize your health. You can learn more and check it out in the show notes at simplerootswellness.com slash 060. I know you're going to love it. Hundreds of people have gone through it and seen results. Again, not so much focus on the external results, but the internal functioning of the body. And that in the end is what matters lifelong. So go check it out in the show notes. But for now, let's get back to Robin. Welcome to the show, Robin. I'm so excited to have you on and talk about your newest book coming out, Vibe. Me too. Thanks for thanks for having me, Alexa. Yeah. Well, today I'm going to dig into vibrational frequencies of foods because that's what we're going to talk about. 
But before we get there, I want to take a step back because there's a lot of this like foundational core belief in so many of us that calories matter and macronutrients matter. And you're really busting that myth. But I want to know, how did you come to learn about vibrational frequencies and especially of food? Yeah. Make sure that I make sure that I talk about what the problem is with, with evaluating our food from the, the standpoint of that calories have anything to do with our health and that that counting grams of proteins, fats, and carbs have anything to do with our health. Right. But backing up, like you said, because those are two really good questions. Let's back up. I So I beat 21 chronic diseases like Jeez. 24 years ago. And I really did it because I had a sick baby. He was in and out of hospitals. He was, you know, in emergency rooms. We'd be up all night with him. And, and medicine... We hit a we hit a wall with what Western medicine had to offer, and I didn't even know what there was outside of Western medicine. I was in my mid twenties, you know, just young on my path, and so I just put my my health and my little son's health in the hands of the guy in the white coat. I thought right. that's what you do. And after a year of being up all night, many life threatening emergencies, yeah. and lots of drugs, bronchodilators, five courses of liquid steroids, multiple courses of antibiotics. My son was dying and he was below the fifth percentile for weight. He was diagnosed failure to thrive. And keep in mind, this was a baby who was born at nine pounds, 23 inches. Right, and, right. And so when medicine basically told me, hey, we don't have anything else for you. He's 15 months old. We don't have anything else for you. And yeah, we, we admit your kid is dying and we're just going to keep giving him more of the same. I got really real with myself and was like, wait a minute, I, I, I kind of know we have a crappy diet. Like what if diet is the answer? My grandmother had beat metastatic melanoma mm-hmm. in the early eighties. And she, I mean, she drank so much green juice and, and carrot juice that she actually turned kind of orange and she beat this deadly cancer where she'd been, been told by Western medicine that she'd be dead in a year. And she beat it and went on to live another 20 years. And she was there when all four of my babies were born, which is a huge impact on my life and my earliest inspiration. So I had that to go back to. I was like, oh, what if what if food has something to do with it? And I went home and I was like, okay, these drugs are not going to save my baby. I had I had finally gotten clear mm-hmm. on that because the the pediatrician had said to me as I left his office, uh, five courses of liquid steroids is guaranteed to stunt, stunt your son's growth. And he had, he was handing me the fifth course of liquid steroids. Right. And so I was shocked. I had no idea. And I went home, got on my, I just hit my knees and I was, I cried all the way home from that pediatrician visit. And it was a, it was a turning point in my life. And I think of it as this divine tap on the shoulder where I realized that I needed to take more responsibility for my family's health. And, you know, and I, and, but, you know, at that point, keep in mind, I'm 27 years old and I'm over 200 pounds and I have autoimmune disease, cancer. Well, I had a large tumor, wasn't cancerous and, and heart disease, high blood pressure, I had all the things. Mm-hmm. I was on a bunch of drugs myself, miserable, tired all the time. And I went home and I was like, what if food has something to do with it? And I made our first green smoothie that day. There wasn't even a word green smoothie back then, 24 years ago. But, and I was amazed when my son like drank it. Like he came up and asked me for some of it. I was just making it for myself. I didn't right. think that a, right. a one-year-old would eat spinach and alfalfa sprouts, but he drank it to the bottom of the glass and I had this big epiphany. Oh my gosh, my kid will. I thought the kids just ate chicken nuggets and right. b- bottles of cow milk. That's what all the other moms were doing. You know, we'd go to the park and get a happy meal. And so that began a major change in our food habits. And I was really motivated because I had a dying baby and as I put the green smoothie into place, I saw a dramatic 
immediate shifts. I also went through and threw out all the sugar and flour and all the junk mm-hmm. and all the processed meat. And we shifted to a whole foods diet. And the reason I was so motivated and I did it so quickly, almost like overnight is that I was, I was afraid I was going to have this baby who I'd spent five years in infertility testing and treatments and mm. multiple miscarriages and his twin died. I, I was afraid he would die. And so if that isn't a motivator, I don't know what is. And we changed our, we changed our diet. And I'll tell you, Alexa, not only did I ditch 70 pounds without counting calories or going on a diet mm-hmm. or worrying about how much food I ate, but my son went on to never again be on an antibiotic, a steroid, or a or the um, bronchodilators, got completely off the gas mask that we used to strap to his face every four hours, including in the middle of the night. But I would not, you know, my, my three next children, you know, the infertility resolved, all 21 of my diseases, including infertility resolved. <laughs> and my son went on to be a most valuable player his senior year of high school. He went to, he led his team to the state playoffs. He pitched a, a shutout. He was carried off the field and named MVP. He led the state of Utah in RBIs. He was 6'3", his senior year. So no failure to throw Right, right. <laughs> and, you know... The food piece was huge. I mean, can't overstate that outcome for him. He got to live his destiny and grow up to be this six foot three kid, just like his dad and his his later his brother would be. But later, because I came through a childhood of a lot of trauma and abuse, and my emotional stuff was was holding me back. And I tripped on a quote by by Einstein. Years after, you know, I lost the weight, I became a competitive athlete in my 40s. I've been playing tennis at the 4-0 level statewide four seasons a year. I travel all over the world. I did a 450-city speaking tour. None of these things would have been possible had I not discovered a path to get out of standard American diet and eat a whole foods diet. It's it's just, I used to say it's everything, but it's not everything. It's just a lot of it. It's foundational. It's important. But then this quote by Einstein sort of blew my mind. I remember running into it and just staring at it for 10 minutes. And the quote is, everything in life is vibration. Mm-hmm. And I, I saw that. I was like, why do I not know what that means? If everything mm-hmm. in life is vibration, as many books as I've read and as much work as I've done, why do I not know what that is? And I don't think by accident, I tripped on another quote by the great Serbian physicist and scientist Nikola Tesla. And, you know, everybody knows who he is now. A lot of us just geek out about Tesla. Right. Of what, what he did, what he discovered, came to the U.S. as a 20-year-old, ended up channeling Niagara Falls for energy. But he was one of the early quantum physicists. And he said, right after I ran into this Einstein quote, I ran into this quote. If you want the secrets of the universe, think in terms of energy, frequency, and vibration. And I saw that and I was like, wait, what? The secrets of the universe, I want the secrets of the right, universe. Right, right. Like, I don't want to feel like the secrets of the universe are off the table for me because I have no idea what he's <laughs> talking about. And so I started digging. And you know what? I'll be darned if there aren't literally thousands of published studies and experiments that show that everything has a vibrational frequency, that our foods have a vibrational frequency. We personally have a specific frequency that's optimal for us. And we are completely impacted by whether we are living in high vibrations, which give us access to emotional flow states Mm -hmm. like creativity, Mm -hmm. gratitude. We go into gratitude easily. Um, 
compassion where we serve others and we do it unthinkingly and it causes this flow. It causes us to literally build ourselves mm-hmm. out of higher vibration materials. We start to be attracted to the healthy high vibration foods. We don't, we're not fighting. We're not gutting it out, like avoiding Ben and Jerry's and cheeseburgers and fries, which is what I was eating way back then. We're not, we're, you know, literally when we build ourselves out of higher vibration materials, we, if we're vibrating 10 Hertz higher than we were when we ate a crap diet and we built our liver out of low vibration materials and, you know, liver serves us in over 500 ways. So, you know, you, you build your next liver, which you're going to build your next liver in the next 90 days. Like this is how quickly you can make an impact on whether you're living in the high frequencies is that you're going to build a new liver in 90 days. And when you build it out of high vibration materials, instead of Doritos and Diet Coke, you know, right. Or, or what's those monsters and rock stars, but what's the one everybody drinks? Um, mm. I don't think I've ever had that stuff, yeah, but yeah, um, you don't know either. Cause you don't drink them either. But <laughs> the, I'm just thinking of like the worst of the bad here. Right. You're actually, when you're built of high vibration materials and your cells are optimized at higher frequencies and your organs are detoxifying properly and getting rid of all the toxins that we all have to encounter in the modern world, you are literally attracting a different quality or caliber of people. Mm-hmm. Other high vibration people have synchronous frequencies with yours and they show up in your life. They're literally energetically attracted to you. You are attracting better opportunities. And instead of that cycle of negative events, have you ever met somebody who, you know, all they talk about is these bad things that happen to them. They're like, and then this happened and then this happened and this happened. And you're like, gosh, everything bad happens to mm-hmm. you. That is not accidental. Mm-hmm. People, people who are living in the higher frequencies too, because of what they choose to eat, the, 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 frequency of people that they're hanging out with, the substances they're using to medicate with, the ways they're metabolizing their emotions, all of these things that we go through in my new book, Vibe, which is publishing on October 31st, they are actually attracting more opportunity. These these are the people, and they're a small minority, but you absolutely have control over it, who are living in those high frequencies and they get into these creative flow states every day mm-hmm. and they get more done than everybody else. And they have far deeper compassion than others. And it has everything to do with those little micro choices we're making in the course of the day. So that's, that's what I discovered, but you know, I just, I just happened on these two quotes and I hope those quotes are meaningful to you too. The secrets of the universe are found in understanding energy, frequency, and vibration. Right. And that's what I love about this stuff is that it's not just, you know, like when you look at health in general, to this day, it's been pretty much about diet and exercise alone. But like you say, when we look at the vibrational frequency, there's a lot more to that because you're talking relationships, you're talking emotional state, um, you're just talking about like the environment in which you live in. And I mean, I would have to argue or agree or or whatever, you can clarify this, that those really probably make up the higher percentage of our overall health. Um, like, do you agree with that? Like the, that whole aspect that we've missed, the lifestyle component, that vibration there is really having a, a full effect on your body, like a 24 hour effect on your body, right? You get it. You get it. And it's, it's even, you know, and it, it choices you're making today will absolutely affect the ability of your liver or your heart to function better a month from now and two months from now. That's why, you know, 
throwing in a green smoothie once every couple of weeks isn't going to do it. It's these, it's these habits that mm. we make and none of, none of them are hard, but you get it. All of us, all, this is like, this is like quantum physics applied to holistic health, right? you know, conceptual, the idea of the fact that we can't pull apart our physical health from our emotional and spiritual health. They're inextricably linked and all of these things flow together. So if we address, for instance, you know, in the book Vibe, we talk a lot about some social social and emotional and spiritual meditative practices that will lead you to better physical health. There's no there's no pulling them apart. You know, my background is as a psychotherapist and I wasn't taught these things in grad school either when I was being trained to help people out right. of a funk. Mm-hmm. I mean, if you look at what therapists do, you're helping people out of a funk, right? And that mm-hmm. funk can be, can you know, we can attach words to it like anxiety or depression or marriage problems, you know, or parenting problems. And that's what I was helping people with as a therapist. But my tools that I was taught in grad school and in my practice, my two years of practicum and in my early work working with prisoners in the, in the jail and, children on the state hospital, the state mental hospital. And I worked in a, in a halfway house for people with mental health disorders. We were really limited to these old constructs of, you know, Freudian union behaviorism, you know, psychiatry really relies on the SSRI. And it's because that's, that's all they're trained in. That's all they know. But these problems have everything to do with our energetics. Mm -hmm. And so each one of these little habits that we can undertake, and and we could talk about food. You want to talk about, like you, like you asked in the first question, the second part of your first question was, should we talk about the vibrational energy of a human being and vibrational energy of specific foods? Yeah. I, cause I, I really want to get into like breaking the myth that macronutrients are, are the stronghold and that calories matter. Um, yeah, because it's more than that. Like it's the lifestyle approach. And that's what I love about this method. So break that down for us. Yeah. So calories were really invented, if you will, 170 years ago. And they are a unit of measure that can, that can, you know, help that really what they're for. The only thing they really do for us, Alexa, it's it's not even for us. It helps the processed food industry standardize. Mm. And that's how it's gotten traction in the common vernacular and they slap a label on the back of a package and literally tens of millions of people are looking at the back of packages and they're deciding whether this food goes in their cart or not based on calories. It, it doesn't have anything at all to do with your health. And and you're going to be, I know, sharing with your audience our shopping list, which yes. is it's printable. You can print it off and, and you'll tell people where they can get it. But it's the 200 measured known most high vibration foods. And so, and at the end of the shopping list, which is equally important, important, I've put the 45 lowest vibration mm-hmm. foods. So take that to the grocery store and put stuff in your cart that you think will work in your routine to put in smoothies, chop it in a salad, chop it up and sprinkle it over your main dish, like whatever works. Like it doesn't matter where you get them or how you get them, but you know, this should be how we're evaluating foods, but it's not in the interests of the diet industry or the food industry for this awareness to come to light because 
it's not going to lead people to buy the diet products. It's right. not going to lead people to buy the paleo approved or the keto approved or whatever the current diet fad is. And some people will get mad about that and they'll say, oh, I lost 10 pounds on the paleo diet or or the I felt better on the keto diet. Well, all the diets get people off of processed right. foods. <laughs> right. But, but, and, and that's the thing that's better about the diet fads right now. I don't really like them and that's a whole you know, side subject we can explore if you want, but they don't, they actually, the paleo diet and the ketogenic diet, you know, both of them will get people eating more vegetables and that's where we're friends that and, and we're friends because, um, they get people off of processed flour and sugar, which is also a good thing. Those are extremely low vibration foods, but they are leading people to eat some really low vibe foods and, and the obsession with, you know, we want higher protein, we want higher fat. That's just not where the story is told. And so mm-hmm. people are off chasing down these bunny trails of obsessing about how whether they got enough grams of protein today. And it just doesn't actually have anything to do with, with your health. So I like right. to talk about the work of Bruce Tinio. He is a researcher. He passed away in 2009, unfortunately. But he studied the vibrational frequency measured in hertz. And I like to talk about that because we all know hertz. Right. It's, a, it's familiar idea because we learned it in high school. Oh, we understand. Oh, okay. That's, that's electrical energy. And just as a side note, I am doing some research that we plan to publish with a really venerable PhD scientist named Beverly Rubick. And I hope to have the research done by the end of the year that uses two different kinds of technology to measure vibrational energy, because we are, we have an electrical field Mm -hmm. and we are, we are made up of a number of different energy fields. One of them is an electrical field. We also have a magnetic field. And when we understand that and we start to understand ourselves as electrical beings, this will lead us, I think you and I, to have a really good conversation about what it means to be an electrical being and what you should do every day to ground and charge Mm -hmm. your own human battery. But we're also magnetic beings. And that goes to this idea I was talking about that, that your your energy fields are attracting. They're attracting and repelling. Remember, magnets also repel. And we have an electromagnetic field. And these are quantified fields. I mean, you know, the the quantum physicists, you know, back in like 1940 were, you know, saying these world-changing, game-changer concepts that the secrets of the universe are found in understanding our energies. But those findings have made their way into biology. Mm-hmm. There's a whole field now of quantum biologists and, and publishable science there. I want to I mention what the understanding of energy has done for medicine because people think, oh, energy medicine, that's where I go to one of these woo-woo healers and mm-hmm. I leave and go, I don't know what they just did there, but you know, I may actually feel the difference, but I don't know why. I want to talk about like really quick and then we'll get back to, you know, right. mm-hmm. Bruce Tinio's research. We can, we can measure this stuff and Beverly Rubick and I, we're going, we are going to study vibrational energies with biophotonic emissions Technology, which biophotonic emissions are everywhere in uh, science, manufacturing, medicine, and also gas chromatography. I'm really excited about gas chromatography because we'll actually be able to take a picture of what a person looks like, what what light energy they're mm-hmm. actually emitting. And we could take like cerulean photography. We could see what happens before and after a person drinks, uh, you know, a green smoothie versus after mm, a person right. eats eats, uh, you know, a bag of Doritos and also that, that 
you know, the emissions, the energy field of the Doritos and the green smoothie itself. But in medicine, we have, for instance, if anybody thinks this is woo-woo stuff, anybody ever heard of the EEG or the ECG? Mm -hmm. They Mm -hmm. have, right? Like that's how we measure vibrational frequencies of the heart and vibrational frequencies of the brain. And so we all know how powerful those are as diagnostics in medicine. But then that's just, those are diagnostics. Those are examples of how energy medicine is, you know, Dr. Oz says it's the next frontier in medicine. It's here, it's arrived. But also in treatment within Western medicine, we now have lasers and all a laser is, is focused frequencies. And so we can now cut someone open a half of an inch that used to be a major, you know, devastating surgery to recover from 10, 20 years ago, we can go in with half an inch incision and a a medical laser can go in and it is a known killing frequency and it can cut out and cut in small pieces, a diseased organ that needs to come out and pull it out through that half inch incision, which makes surgery far less invasive easier to heal from. But then here's where I think it gets exceptionally exciting is that after we sew up that little half inch incision, we can apply healing frequencies in the form of healing lasers to that wound. And the human cells can actually heal sometimes 10 times faster as a result of that. So, so these understandings from the early quantum physicists are absolutely taking medicine to the next level. But what we haven't done so far, and this is what my book is doing, is bringing it to the level of an individual human being who is making choices every day on what foods to eat and how to deal with their emotional states and how to even think about their emotional states and what we're using to medicate with. Because I'll tell you, synthetic drugs are always extremely low vibration. Mm -hmm. And some of the botanicals like essential oils and herbs can be higher than any food that we have. So so I want to talk about Bruce Tainio's measurement of healthy human beings and sick human beings to give you a baseline. And before I do that, let me tell you a principle of quantum physics that I think is really exciting with very important applications to our health. And it's one of five principles of quantum physics that I talk about in the book. And that is, so write this down if you're listening and you're a note taker, because, you know, just like I tripped on that quote by Einstein and Tesla years ago, and it changed my thinking. I hope this changes your thinking. Here it is. A substance of a higher frequency can cause a substance of a lower frequency to increase. Mm Mm-hmm. Now, if we're if we're all energetic beings, think of yourself as a substance, okay? Because, you know, it's like old um, Newtonian thinking to think of ourselves as, you know, mechanistic. We have these cells and these parts of cells and they're doing this interaction with other cells. That's Newton's old thinking and there's nothing wrong with it. It's just that there's more. And Einsteinian thinking has brought us how much more there actually is and the fact that we are energetic beings and we are, you know, if you and I are within eight feet of each other, we are in each other's energy Mm -hmm. fields. We're literally electron exchanging. And so that's where things get exciting. But so keep in mind that principle of quantum physics, I'll say it again, a substance of a higher frequency 
can cause a substance of a lower frequency to increase. You don't even have to eat it. I mean, that's one way to have it in your energy field and be incorporated into your cells. But literally, a higher vibration human being in your energy field, it they will raise your vibration as right. a result, as just as a natural consequence of this, this immutable law of quantum physics. And so Tinyo found that all of the healthy people without any no, known, you know, really devastating disease states, healthy human beings measure between 62 and 68 hertz of energy. Okay, and, so there's yeah, there's that hertz again that we know. And the reason I talk about Bruce Tainio's work isn't that electrical fields are everything, but it is one important thing. And like I said, we we understand that. We can quantify that mm-hmm. pretty easily. So that's a healthy human being. He also measured people who had chronic disease states like a candida overgrowth, where candida is really running the show inside the body and, and the whole microbiome has gotten out of whack and and you have yeast. Mm-hmm. Uh, over overcoming our, you know, trillions of probiotic cells and people with Epstein-Barr, for instance, which is a very systemic illness. And those folks might have a vibrational frequency of as low as 52 Hertz. So you can see how as disease states happen, we have a lower Uh vibration. He also measured people who were very, end stage cancer patients, like stage four, they're, you know, at this point they're bedridden or in a wheelchair and as low as 25 Hertz. Wow. So yeah. So a human being can, can, you know, still be alive at really low frequencies, but you can see how that kind of corresponds to health or sickness. Right. Now, is that, let me tell, go ahead. Is that like a direct, when someone says, I'm lacking energy, is there Hertz a direct relation to the energy that they physically feel? It absolutely is. And it's more than just, I have the energy to do my work. Mm-hmm. It's it's also that, you know, just imagine there are these frequencies above your head. This is kind of oversimplifying, but it'll kind of give you a, a visual or a metaphor for how I think of the high frequencies. In the book, we have a chart and, and in the chart are the highest known frequency emotional states. Um, some of them include, I, I've touched on them before in our conversation, creativity, mm-hmm. you know, where you have a lot of focus and you could just lose yourself for a couple hours in a work project and you get to the end of a few hours and you're like, I cannot believe what I just accomplished. It includes compassion and gratitude. Gratitude is the highest known emotional wow. vibrational frequency, which we all know we feel good right. in these states, right? Joy, uh-huh. love for other beings. Um, peace. These are high frequency emotions, and the Heart Math Institute has done lots of research in the last 25 years to show what an EEG looks like or an ECG, which is it's the the you know vibrational field of your heart. What happens when you go into a purposeful meditative state of gratitude? It if you look at the ECG and I actually show this in the book. You look at the ECG of a person who purposefully spends 200 seconds in gratitude, it looks like on the ECG exactly what gratitude feels like, which mm-hmm. is high, smooth, consistent. And then right above that in the book, I show you Heart Math Institute's uh, graphic of that same person when guided into a state of anger. And 
anger when you show the heart waves that result from from a person being in that state are exactly like visually what they feel like they're sharp mm. and pointed and all over the place they're not smooth or consistent they have peaks and valleys they are thick dark pointy they look like what they feel like and so more than just do i have energy or do i just feel like taking a nap it's also are we living in those high frequency emotional states and that's where i hope that this work that i'm bringing to light with this this book makes its way into an understanding of how to serve people in the helping professions of psychology psychiatry all these people out there doing coaching and um you know therapy really need to understand this concept and i believe they will but i just feel like the helping professions as well as wellness and nutrition are way behind compared right. to how medicine and physics and biology and manufacturing have leveraged these concepts so back to the shopping list yes the 200 high vibration foods on there okay so based on you know that a healthy human is 62 to 68 right. hertz of energy mm-hmm. and you know that that this principle of quantum physics that a substance of a higher frequency can cause a substance of a lower frequency to increase. What do you think the Hertz of energy are? And, and you're just guessing here, Alexa, but what do you think the Hertz of energy are of a hot dog? I mean, consider a hot dog is ground up, throwaway animal (laughs) parts, beaks, feathers. Then they put some nitrites and nitrates in it, which are chemicals. And I'm choosing a hot dog, you know, partly because we we know that that's crappy food. But what do you right. think the hertz of energy are, just to make this really clear what the impact on you is? I mean, it's got to be extremely low compared to your hertz. Yeah, take, take a wild guess. Uh, 10? Okay, it's two hertz of energy. Two hertz. Two hertz. So it's like okay. non-existent. I mean, it's nothing, essentially. It's almost, a, it's as, about as close to a flat line as Can you as get to a gets. flat line? It, then there's no vibration. And remember, everything in life is vibration. So literally the chair you're sitting on might have a okay, vibrational okay, frequency Okay, 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 okay. I'm getting this now. <laughs> right, right, right. So it's like the, the lowest possible thing. So like that is then going to basically your frequency has to come down to meet that. You nailed it. You got mm-hmm. it. So you're understanding what I'm explaining to you. You've taken that principle of quantum physics and you've applied it to, which is exactly what I was hoping you'd do. What happens to your personal... I call it vibrational frequency or, you know, your, vi- your vibrational quotient, mm-hmm. like your, your VIQ. Okay. We talk about through the book, your VIQ kind of like IQ or EQ have become so well known in the, you know, popular terminology, but I would really like for people to think in terms of their VIQ or their vibrational right. quotient. So what do you think, let's just go on the other side of that. What do you think the vibrational frequency is? of a fresh pressed glass of green juice that has a little, let's say we put a little turmeric and ginger in it. Maybe. So we've got a couple superfoods in there. Um, spoiler alert here. Those are super, super high frequency right. and just greens like cucumber and celery and kale collard spinach chard. What do you think the vibrational frequency is of that? Goodness. And the eighties or nineties probably. I mean, it's going to yep. be significantly higher than ours. Yep. From what I've seen, it's about 80 hertz. And so if it's 80 hertz and, and a healthy right. human is 62 to 68 hertz, what's the impact on you? I mean, you're going to increase your vibrational frequency, which goes right. back to like when 
when people eat a meal, like afterwards, they should literally feel more energized as opposed to where most people fall into of now I'm tired and sluggish and almost sick feeling. Yeah. And that's, you know, that's how most people feel when they eat and they right. felt that way for so long and they've eaten the same food since childhood because that was really powerful for us, what we mm-hmm. ate in our childhood. Um, you know, and, and I feel so blessed that I, w- I came by this information more quickly. I grasped it quickly because after my grandmother beat metastatic uh, stage 3C melanoma, yeah, it was in her breast, it was in her lymphatic system. And I was, I was like a sophomore in high school and I watched my grandmother say no thanks to chemo and radiation. And this isn't, this isn't an indictment on chemo and radiation. That's not what we're right. talking about today. That's a whole side subject, but I'll tell you both chemotherapy and radiation are about the most cancer causing things there are. She <laughs> said no to that stuff. And she instead did the Gerson protocol, which is basically you just flood yourself with these, you know, nutrient dense, high vibration green juices and carrot juices. And she got off of all sugar. She got off of all animal products, which are, you know, you may eat animal products. I don't take a stand on that. You have to be a vegetarian or a vegan to be a high vibration human being, but eating small amounts of them and the cleaner ones, not the ones that were raised in cages and farmed fish, you know, right. Eat eat animal products. If you do do it sparingly and, choose really clean versions, which uh, by the way, are really expensive. So more plants Mm -hmm. is helpful because these are the highest frequency foods. But I had watched my grandmother do that. And then my mother was so, so smitten by what happened to her, her own mother that I was really raised with these principles. And so it's unfortunate that when I left to go off to college, I was just like, oh, I was raised with all these whole foods. I was raised practically vegetarian. We might've had you know, some animal product, maybe three times a month. Um, I, I had a good base to come back to. Right. And I'm grateful for that because I watched what, you know, modern medicine would call spontaneous remission or a miracle or Mm -hmm. whatever in my grandmother. And the other part of the story that I haven't told you, I don't tell this very often, but at the same time, my grandmother's diagnosed, my 31 year old uncle was also diagnosed with cancer. So it was her son and he did chemotherapy and radiation, which, you know, regardless of whether you think that chemotherapy and radiation are a good approach for cancer, the fact of the matter is they are devastating. They mm-hmm. they pretty much kill your immune system all but dead and hope that the host organism survives. And my uncle did that. He had three little children. They were, let's see, eight, six, and two. And um, my uncle died 18 months later of the side effects of chemotherapy and radiation. Mm. And so I'd watched this going on in high school and I was uh, not impacted by it enough to not have 10 years of going off the rails and eating the Ben and Jerry's and cheeseburger and fries and diet Coke diet for Mm -hmm. 10 years before I, you know, I I always have to learn things the hard way. I don't know why, (laughs) but, but I, I had something to come back to and, and, you know, regardless of what people's diet is, I think the one thing that is really clear throughout all the research, the Yale meta study that came out several years ago evaluated 10,000 published studies in the field of nutrition over the course of a decade. And the number one finding to come out of it was eat more plants. Yeah. I think that's sort of basis like that we just keep skipping over and skipping over and skipping over and every diet kind of has it as a part of it, but like there's bigger foundational aspects and all these other things. 
But like you said, it's all going to come back to that because even when we go further, like you said, we have to throw in emotions. But even outside of that, like there's all these other, we're going to get into EMFs here, but even like the sunlight, like just grounding yourself in nature is going to have a benefit. And that's all occurring too, like in our plant species. Um, yep. Phil, can you fill us in? Uh, let's first talk about EMFs and then how you can ground yourself really quickly. I mean, this could be a whole show in itself. And eventually I'm going to get someone on, maybe you, to come on and talk about EMFs a little bit more. But just specifically what that also is doing to our body's frequency. Because again, it's not all about macronutrients and calories and how much you exercise. Like there's a whole other world out here that we have to really wrap our minds around in order to actually achieve health. Yeah, EMFs, you know, the vast majority of Americans don't know what it is yet. We're putting up a site in Q1 of 2018 about all the ways to clear the EMF from your environment. But EMF, um, it's it's such new awareness for Americans that most people don't even know what that is. I've heard Mercola, who 10 years ago was saying it wasn't even a thing and that it was stupid. I've, I've heard Mercola recently say that we will come to look at the amount of electromagnetic frequencies or chaotic radioactive frequencies from all these devices and electronics in our, in our energy field, including smart meters that power companies are installing, including the 5g network coming in, including everybody being exposed to Wi-Fi, including gaming systems in my, in my home, the worst offender was my son's. I didn't know you had two of them, two Xboxes. So, and they, and they pegged out the meter when they were plugged in, but off, like they literally Mm. pegged out the meter when they weren't even on. And so, um, this proliferation of electromagnetic frequencies in our environment, he, so Mercola has said that we will come to see that as, you know, 20 years from now as, as bad for our health as right now we look back on indoor smoking. So you're probably too young to have been on airplanes where there was a smoking section, but Uh I'm telling you, I was there. In fact, I put myself through college as a waitress and I would ask for the smoking section because smokers drink and drinkers tip. Right. And so I was in a cloud of smoke every night through college to, uh, you know, we, we just didn't know. And like that probably sounds crazy to millennials because they never saw a restaurant where there was a whole section where it was just a big cloud of smoke, but I was there. And obviously that sounds like crazy town to us now, but it's kind of what we've got going on right now. And, you know, brain cancers are going up by 2% a year right now. And, you know, very, very well could be because of all the cell phones next to our heads, including our children's heads. So EMF are chaotic, broken, fractured radioactive frequencies, and they interfere with our ability to focus. They put our cells at risk for mutation, which of course eventually leads to cancer. And We've got to clean it up. And so lots of things you can do and should do. Um, Getting a meter to test all the hotspots in your house. Getting Wi-Fi out of your energy field. Don't sleep anywhere near the Wi-Fi. It can't be in your room. Don't have Wi-Fi on in your phone. I don't ever have it on. I have a T-Mobile plan so that my kids and I never have to turn Wi-Fi on unless we're somewhere where we can't get service. And um, don't put it in your pocket. Don't stick it in your right. sports bra when you go out for a run. That's just a terrible idea. And so I've been working for a few years to get my son to, you know, like I incentivize him to not have the 
cell phone charging in his energy field at night. And I, I tell him, I'm like, I'm taking that phone for a day if I come down to wake you up for school in the morning and it's not in the bathroom, in the other room. And so things like that that you can do are one thing. And then you mentioned grounding, going outside every day. And I like to go outside and do all these things at once. So I drink a glass of water before I go outside mm-hmm. because we are electrical beings and conductivity is good if we want to keep those energies moving through us and not be you know, slow and sluggish. And then go outside, take your shoes off at a minimum, get your feet in the grass, even better if lots of your body is in contact with earth. I mean, you know, we think that going to the beach or lying with our whole body in the grass feels good because it reminds us of our childhood or, you know, it's just in some way relaxing. But what we're actually doing is, first of all, we're discharging millions of electrons that we've picked up from these dirty energies that we're all ex- exposed to. So going outside and grounding is what it's called or earthing. We're actually discharging some of these you know, chaotic frequencies with their, you know, extra electrons onto the ground. But another thing about getting in contact with earth is that the core of the earth has a measurable frequency of 528 Hertz. Mm. And that is one of the really miraculous frequencies that Tesla talked a lot about that is known to be healing to the human organism. So get in contact with earth. Most of us go months without actual physical contact with earth. And if you think about it for Mm -hmm. millions of years, human beings were in contact with earth. I mean, millions of years, they didn't wear shoes. So, you know, we've got rubber and other materials in between us and earth. So that, that electron exchange can't happen. But so while you're outside, you've, you've taken a drink of water, you're in contact with earth with your bare feet or as much of your body as you can do some yoga stretches. Okay. Because now you're increasing in flexibility and you're getting energies moving. That'll be positive. That's now three things you're doing at once, but there's more, there's more. Mm -hmm. If you can get in the sun, you know, we know it's a lot of data has emerged that getting exposure to the sun is our number one defense against against cancer and Mm. people think it's because of vitamin D and it is, it is Mm. vitamin D is good, but you know what? We're also charging our battery. If we are electrical, we need the sun. Right. So get in the sun every single day that you can, even if it's for 10 minutes going out and doing these things. So now we're up to four things. Now, while you're out there doing a few yoga stretches with your feet on the grass, take some deep breaths. Now you are oxygenating your respiratory system, which has an impact on trillions of cells. It just starts in your respiratory system. Okay. That's going to increase your oscillation or frequency or vibration right there. And then the sixth thing, and this one is really exciting. Take yourself into a meditative practice. And it's a really good idea to, to practice doing this anyway. Um, going into a state of gratitude. And before you come in after 10 minutes doing this, take yourself through five things that you really reflect on that you're grateful for. And doing these six things as a practice every day when you need a little break in the afternoon really will raise your vibration by 10 hertz. And mm. un- unlike drinking a monster or a rock star, right. it the energy from that lasts for hours right? and it's just more sustainable and it's not that jittery, you know, chemical feeling of energy. Right. Right. Okay. Well, we don't have a lot of time left and I wish we could keep going, but I want to know like, what are like three tips? I know you gave us that great thing about like regulating our frequency of trying to get back into the natural frequency of the human body. 
Well, you know, we are actually built to live in the high frequencies. We are supposed to have joy and peace Mm -hmm. and compassion. That is what human beings are. That's why we have a frontal lobe. We're different than other animals who live entirely to just propagate the species. So the grounding exercise that I told you right there would be one of them. Uh Another one would, and we don't have time to go through it, but there's a six question process that you can take yourself out of limbic brain, which is like we therapists call it lizard brain. When a negative emotion or event hijacks your mood and you Uh. find yourself going into fear or anger, I teach you a six step process. Uh And it's, I do it in 90 seconds or less. I don't even necessarily anymore ask myself the six questions, but it takes you through a process to bring those, that, that processing into the frontal lobe or the prefrontal cortex, which is what differentiates us from animals. And that's where we have the ability to reason and to think about long-term consequences. And we can decide out of reactivity and we can process our negative events that happen in the course of a day where somebody flips you off in traffic or your child is making a bad choice and you don't have any control over it Mm -hmm. and you don't like it or whatever it might be. So learn to metabolize your emotions for now, since people hearing this aren't, don't have the book yet. Be aware that we have to metabolize our emotions and the Mm. negative events that happen Mm. to us, Mm -hmm. just like we have to metabolize food. And then third, make a quart of green smoothie a part of your day because you can put the three highest classes Mm -hmm. of high vibration foods in a green smoothie and bam, you have accomplished so much. And so a quart of green smoothie with superfoods, greens, and fruits, those Mm. are your three highest classes of high vibe foods. I love that you said fruits because there is like that fad going around that fruit is not okay when absolutely it's full of frequencies and good frequencies. So I love that you added that in there. And honestly, just the foundational component that this is a whole life aspect. And the more that we try to fight it and the more that we try to get on these fads, really the lower the frequency we are, we're giving ourselves because of the emotion behind that, right? Like whenever we have to force ourselves to do something, we automatically lower our frequency. My last question to you, once you start getting into these low frequencies, it's almost like an addiction. Like I feel like people have a hard time and I even find myself there like once I start getting anxiety, like it's really hard to get yourself to pick yourself back up out of that. Is that true on both sides of the spectrum? Like once we start living in this higher frequency world, is it just easier to stay there? It's it's way easier to get there once you have some established little processes so that you can recapture your emotional state, your spiritual state, your mental state, and they are all very inextricably linked. But some people like to use EFT or the tapping technique to Mm -hmm. get their energies moving um, and just get more aware and more centered in whatever emotional state they're in and just getting aware of how how much time you're spending in low vibe feelings of shame, anger, frustration, stuckness, anxiety, those kinds of things. And you really have more control over them than you think. In the book, we explore a variety of different ways to get more mindful and get out of them quickly. So so people can be aware that the average emotion only lasts 90 seconds. And if (laughs) your negative emotions are lasting longer than that, there's a lot that you can do to shift that. And just knowing uh, that probably helps just to, to know that the average right. emotion lasts 90 seconds. I had seconds no idea that that was, it's that short. Like it seems like some of those negative emotions last forever, but it's only 90 seconds. Well, that's because we, a lot of us, most of us, Deepak Chopra says, live on a replay loop that mm-hmm. every day we're thinking the same negative, depressive, angry, 
frustrated thoughts. We're we're literally just having the same thoughts over and over again. And that should that should, you know, give us pause. If that's the case, if we're getting up every day and it's groundhog day and we're reliving something that someone did to us, you know, 16 years ago, or we're just replaying the exact same negative dynamic in our marriage or whatever relationship, then it's time to make a change. And the exciting thing is micro changes in our habits can lead to dramatically improved ability to, to go back to those flow states, to go Mm -hmm. back to those, those high frequency waves where we feel really good. Mm, Yeah. Oh, I love this. Everyone has to check out your newest book, Vibe. But can you leave us with like one last piece of advice, maybe the best advice you've ever received or the best piece of advice you could give us? The best piece of advice that I could give you is to just be aware that you are an energetic being. You are a magnet. You are Mm -hmm. attracting and repelling. There's nothing wrong with repelling. There's people you want to repel. I'm sure you can think about that for a minute and know what I'm talking about. Mm -hmm. And be aware that you're an electrical being. And as such, you need to increase your conductivity and your ability to ground and to charge. Be aware of that and, and don't overvalue a negative emotion. Just tell yourself this is... This is just emotions are just energies in motion and help it through, help it flow through. Because if we can get to a state where our negative emotions don't bog us down, get stuck, that's, that's, that's what causes disease right Mm -hmm. there, my friend. So, right. So start to become more aware of -hmm. yourself as an energetic being. Yes. And I have that shopping list. It's going to be in the show notes as well as all the information where they can find more about you, Robin. I so thank you for being here. I'm excited to get the book in hands of so many people who can really take this and just change their overall life. Like that's what it really boils down to is it's not just the segmented health that we know it today, but it's everything. So thank you so much for being on the show. I really appreciate it. It's my pleasure. Thanks so much, Alexa. What an awesome show. I hope you loved it as much as I did and you didn't feel like it was too woo-woo or out there. I really think that there's a lot of basis for this. And even if you don't even think about the vibrational frequency of food, what we know is that a positive, healthy relationship with yourself, with other people, and consuming foods of the earth is really all we need to know. It's the foundation for life and it's really how we find true and lasting healing. So if you want to learn more about Vibe, you can head on over to greensmoothiegirl.com and look more into our book or just head on over to the show notes. I link it up in Amazon and Barnes & Noble and other places where you could grab that and get it shipped right to your house. Again, to learn more about Robin, though, head on over to greensmoothiegirl.com. You can learn more about EMFs and all this other stuff and all the other things that we talked about in today's show more in depth on her website. And also, don't forget to head to the show notes for this episode at simplerootswellness.com slash 060. You'll find all the information on today's show as well as how to learn more about the Simple Cleanse, the detox and cleansing program that I've told you so much about the last few weeks. And don't forget, as always, if you have a minute, would you please rate and review the podcast? This literally means the world to me. It's the lifeblood of the show and it helps other people who wouldn't hear about the show find it and listen and tune in and become a part of this tribe whose real and true desire is to know health in a new way. A health that doesn't mean we live for it, that doesn't wreck our life and make us a slave to it, but really opens us up to the world of living our passions, our desires, and our callings, and to do it all in health. To live with health rather than for health. And that really, in the end, is the main goal. And to do it all with joy. So to leave a rating and review, an honest one at that, 
head on over to simplerootswellness.com slash review or just search Simple Roots Radio in iTunes and just click on rating and review. Again, it means the world to me. I read every single one and I really feel so blessed to be doing this journey with you. Next week, I have a very special interview for you. So I'll be back then. But for now, here's to having a great week.